So I remember the score clock was in front of me. I was chasing the score clock, and the ref was behind me. But he kept he kept saying like thirty seconds, twenty seconds, and I couldn't hear. So if you look, I kind of kept checking back to to hear him because the whole place erupted. I literally I got to the line, and then the USA chant started. I couldn't hear anything. My heart started racing. My mouth got super dry. I just jumped out into the crowd and started running towards them. So as I got the puck, all of a sudden I got rolled over. Here's Kretzky at the line. Oh, he hit. Kretzky really belted by McCreary and he is hurt. It was his last shift in the NHL. <laughs> Never played really? again. Don't you ever let that bird stand in your crease. If he's there, you run him the f*** over. He was a beauty. Oh. I'm James Duffy, and this is Beauties, Hockey's Greatest Untold Stories, the podcast based on the book of the same name, which is now available. We're not going to share all of the book's stories on the pod, just a few. Today's tale, The Fastest Skating Girl. On a tiny shoveled slice of the frozen Ottawa River, four-year-old Demi Annis takes her mark. Ready, set, pow! Her dad Jimmy says. And off she goes. Demi is still learning to skate, so it takes a while to circle the two nets on the rink that Dad has cleared. But she gets there and grins as Dad high-fives her with one hand, capturing the moment on his phone with the other. Demi had never cared much for hockey. It's like she always wanted the channel changed. <laughs> you know, like, have right. a pick. Can we put on that the pick? But then she sees the girl, the fastest skating girl, she calls her. I want to be like the fastest skating girl, Demi repeats over and over for weeks, running laps around the living room and skating them on that little rink on the river. When she saw Kendall, like, and I'm not making it up, she genuinely, I think, like it was she kind of wanted to be her. Demi's mom, Catherine, says. Catherine posts the video of Demi skating on Twitter and tags her daughter's inspiration. At Kendall Coyne, ever since your awesome showing at the NHL skills competition, my four-year-old daughter, Demi, wants to be just like you. Here's her attempt to break your record. Thanks for inspiring little girls everywhere. Hashtag skate like a girl. Hashtag hockey. Hashtag girls can do anything. Kendall Coins Gofield beams when she sees it, just like she does for the thousands of other messages she gets from other little Demis around the world, all because of 14 seconds, a moment that launches a movement. First, it's just a thought, not even an idea yet. A random observation from some guy on a couch. But he's the right guy, it turns out. It's February 2014. Patrick Burke is at home, watching women's hockey at the Sochi Olympics. Point, sprinting through center ice. Dangles through it, he scores! Holy and you can just see her first three steps are so good. Her edge work is so good. Burke works for the NHL in its player safety department. But a year after Sochi, he takes on an additional role, helping to run the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Along with Susan Kohig, who leads women's initiatives with the league, Burke pushes hard to bring in some of the top women's players for All-Star Weekend. So on January 27, 2018, Hillary Knight, Amanda Kessel, and Megan Duggan are in Tampa, Florida, 
demonstrating some of the skills the NHL stars will compete in. They crush it. Knight nails all five targets in 11.64 seconds in the shooting accuracy event. It would have placed her third among the NHL All-Stars. But these are just demos. They're done during commercial breaks and aren't even shown on TV, though the networks would run highlights of Knight's performance. One year later, the NHL invites Kendall, her American teammate Brianna Decker, and Canadians Rebecca Johnston and Renata Fast to do the same thing in San Jose. Kendall and Renata will demonstrate shooting accuracy. The league wants to play up the Canada-USA rivalry for fans in the building. They won't bother having anyone demonstrate fastest skater. A lap around the rink doesn't need much of an explanation. But then fate, or flying frozen rubber, intervenes. In the last game before the All-Star break, Colorado Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon takes a puck in the foot and ends up in a walking boot. McKinnon happens to be one of the eight players in the fastest skater event. Patrick Burke has never forgotten Kendall's speed in Sochi. He's been watching her ever since. He starts scheming. He believes she's the perfect replacement for McKinnon. And I've been telling anyone who would listen for years that Kendall could do fastest skating. He knows she can be competitive with the guys. But first he needs to prove it. So when Kendall's plane lands in San Jose the day before the event, there's a text from Burke asking her to come straight to the rink. Kendall had flown in from Chicago with a layover in Burbank. So it was a pretty long, I would say it was a six and a half hour travel day. And the second she walks in... Patrick's kind of there saying, you know, fastest skater, we're, we're getting ready. If you want to get out there, if you want to try the fastest skater, you got to get out now. Kendall's frazzled scrambling to get her stuff on. Trying to get my stuff together and, you know, I just flew in and whatever. And Dave Fisher was there and I said, Fish, you know, I, I want to get out there. Do you have my jersey and socks? Like, I want to get out there for the fastest skater. And he, he starts going through his things and he hands Decker her jersey and socks and she puts those on. And, and I'm like, Fish, like, let's go. Like, I want to get out there. And he goes, I can't, I only have one sock for you. I only have one sock. And I'm like, what do you mean you only have one sock? And I'm not joking you. He comes back with what looks like to be Joe Thornton's son's socks. <laughs> they were they were little kid socks. I go, Fish, I go, I know I'm short, but not the time for short jokes. <laughs> I need my socks. I go, I can clean into most things. I go, those little fizzy. I go, those are like ankle socks. He's like, Coiner, this is all I got for you. I'm like, you're joking, right? And he's like, no, like, I'm dead serious. I was like, oh, my goodness. He goes, I don't know. They only sent three socks. And Dex already had the socks, her socks on. So Renata Fast pulls out her Toronto Fury socks out of her bag. And she goes, you can wear these. I go, great, perfect. So I put those on. Kendall makes it out there just in time, doesn't warm up at all, and skates her lap. She is timed in 14.226 seconds. It would have placed her sixth in the previous year's event. That's sixth out of the NHL All-Stars, best players in the world. Burke is sitting on the bench with guys like Shane Doan, Ray Whitney, and they're going, wow, she would have beat some of the guys. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> Burke sells NHL Chief Content Officer Steve Mayer on the idea, and the two approach Commissioner Gary Bettman in the lobby of the Fairmont San Jose Hotel that evening. As PR moves go, it may seem like a no-brainer to include Kendall. But there are those inside the league, and out, who believe the NHL All-Star Weekend should be solely for NHL All-Stars. The league didn't bring in Jack Hughes or Connor McDavid when they were prospects. They don't bring in other NHLers who might be crazy fast or have a cannon of a shot. 
The All-Stars have worked their entire life to get here and deserve to own the weekend. All of those are valid points. But Burke believes this is a chance for a moment bigger than the game. Can she do it? Bettman asks. I said, yeah, we got the time. And he said, okay, well, then you need, uh, he said, that sounds like a great idea. You need to get it approved by the NHLPA um, because there are players out there and uh, there's prize money involved. If she wins this, is the NHLPA happy with a non-PA member getting the prize money? I said, okay. He said, if you get those approvals, then as far as I'm concerned, you're good to go. The NHL Players Association loves the idea too. Kendall is in. But she knows nothing of it when she goes to bed Friday night. The NHL and NHLPA iron out the details Saturday morning, and Burke calls Kendall to break the news. He gets no answer. Twice. It comes up as an unknown number, and Kendall never answers those. Burke finally tries sending a text. So I just text her, hey, you know, it's me, Berkey. I, I really need you to pick up the phone here. Um, right. And she's like, sorry. Immediately calls me back. And he said, you're going to be the first woman to kick in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. And I said, huh? <laughs> and he goes, yep. He goes, you ready? Do you need water? Do you need anything? Are you good to go? I go, yep, all ready. He's like, I'm, all, I'm ready. With a California city hosting the weekend, it means an afternoon start for the skills competition. So Kendall doesn't have much time. She hangs up and makes three quick calls. The first is to her husband, Michael Schofield. Called him, I said, you'll never believe this. And he's like, what? He goes, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm competing. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm skating. He goes, like you did last night? I go, yes, I'm, at, I'm competing in the skills competition. And he goes, oh my gosh, like, I can't wait and you're going to kill it. He tries to get a flight from Chicago, but quickly realizes he won't get there on time. The event starts in hours. Kendall then calls her parents, Elise and John, and her best friend, Amanda. When she gets to the rink, she needs her skate sharpened, but is too shy to ask. And I'm sure if I asked Patrick or somebody, I could, but I didn't want to be high maintenance. And I didn't want to, you know, I, this, this moment was so big that I didn't want to add another layer to it. Shows the humility of the women's players. Could have very easily just walked into the NHL dressing room and said to a trainer, like, I need you to do these for me, and it would have been done. And... Two seconds, but was like, okay, I don't want to bother anyone on the big day. Like, I'll be fine. There's one detail the NHL hasn't considered. The warm-up. Kendall is the first skater in the first event of the night, but no one has told her whether she is allowed to take part in the warm-up with the All-Stars. So she waits in her dressing room. Burke is on the bench and someone yells in his earpiece, Is Kendall Coyne allowed out there for warm-ups? And I'm like, what? And they're like, Kendall would like to warm up and needs to warm up. But at no point did we discuss whether or not you know she can warm up. And I'm like, yeah, of course she can warm up. So Kendall steps on the ice amongst the greatest players in the world with dull skates and bright eyes. I remember getting on the ice for warm-ups and kind of just like thinking how cool this was and, you know, not really, I didn't really talk to anybody and just skated around. And um, I got a puck and Henrik Lundqvist was in net and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the coolest thing ever. I get to shoot on Henrik Lundqvist. And I'm like, don't hit him in the head or all of New York will hate you. Like, <laughs> I literally just like put a, I like whipped a shot at his pad and I was like, gosh, I want to keep that puck. That was so cool. Um, I don't even know why I, need, I didn't really need to shoot a puck. I was just skating, you know, it was right. kind of going with the flow of the warm up. She spends a few minutes in one of the all-star dressing rooms after the warm-up, still starstruck. 
Marc-Andre Fleury comes over and introduces himself. Kendall's like, Of course I know who you are. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, but it was really cool how many players came out to meet. She runs into Seth Jones and Cam Atkinson. Cam is one of her competitors and Seth is giving him grief because he's so nervous. But they treat her as an equal competitor. And that means a ton to Kendall. Just so genuine. They they viewed me as, you know, competition as as a as another competitor, not as, you know, Nathan McKinnon's replacement. And I don't think that narrative has ever been shared. You know, it was Nathan McKinnon can't skate and, and she's going in and it it never no one ever made me feel like a replacement. They made me feel as an equal competitor. Now it's time. Kendall steps back on the ice into the start line almost immediately. Chance of USA, USA fill the building. So I remember the score clock was in front of me. I was chasing the score clock and the ref was behind me. But he kept he kept saying like 30 seconds, 20 seconds, and I couldn't hear. But if you look, I kind of kept checking back to, to hear him because the whole place erupted. I literally, I got to the line and then the USA chant started. I couldn't hear anything. My heart started racing. My mouth got super dry. But it's just a lap, a simple loop of the rink in a skills event that really means nothing. Or in this case, maybe it means everything. Burke says he's really nervous. My biggest concerns are for Kendall and for, for women's hockey because no one will ever say, oh, Kendall Coyne is a bad skater. They'll say women can't skate. It's the, the double standard that gets thrown on women's athletes when we put them in a situation like this. Like, Miro Heiskanen skated right after her and he fell and wiped out and went into the boards, and no one said, oh, you know, Finnish players don't belong there. Finnish players can't skate. But right. if Kendall Coyne had fallen or slipped or put up a bad time, it would have been, see, women don't belong in, in the skill competition. I can't fall, I can't stumble, because if that that's the worst case scenario. It takes the game 10 years, 15 years back. Yeah. It takes, it, it, it changes the narrative to look, they can't even skate in a circle. They have, why are they letting them out on the ice? She can't even ski in a circle. There's not even a puck. There's no players. There's no There's no nest. There's no nothing. And she can't even ski in a circle. But that was the one thing I just told myself. I'm like, just have a clean run. You know, don't care about the score. Have a clean run and skate like, you, like you've been skating since you were three years old. Because I know I can skate with them. I, you know, I skate with any shellers all summer long. I was like, I know I can skate with them. You have to believe in yourself. I'm like, I always tell kids, I'm like, believe in yourself. And I'm like, you know what, Kendall? Take your own advice. Believe in yourself in this moment. Enjoy it. And just move those legs as fast as they can. And that's what I did. <laughs> the ref blows the whistle. Burke watches anxiously from the Western Conference bench. As she took off, I'm behind a whole bunch of guys. And you could hear guys just start going, oh, 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 oh. Like standing up a immediate and involuntary and out loud reaction to her first couple steps of like, oh, holy shit, she's really fat. Right. And she comes flying around the turns and the people who win fastest skater every year, every year are the ones whose feet never stop moving in the turns. And there's only a few guys who can execute it at that speed. And I'm watching her and she's just whipping. Watch the feet move there. The angles are terrific. Her legs never stop. She's crossing over the whole time. She's gaining speed out of the turn. Kendall hits the line. Her time is 14.346 seconds. I, I looked up at the time right away and like my reaction wasn't like that was amazing. I was like, initially I was so disappointed I didn't better than the time I had the previous night. There's the competitor, the fire. But no one else in the building knows or cares about a tenth of a second. 
they've just watched a woman fly. To the naked eye, she's every bit as fast as all the all-stars who follow her. She finishes seventh, beating Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. She should actually play sixth, but Heiskanen gets up and skates again, breaking the rules. Ultimately, Kendall comes in less than a second behind the winner, the fastest and best player on the planet, Connor McDavid. The most clutch performance I've ever seen from an athlete. To have that amount of pressure on her, to have that amount of no room for any error, uh, any little slip in this event, and, and you're out. Um, she's kicking off the night. Everyone's focused on her. It's the first woman to participate in one of these. And I, I can't imagine what that amount of pressure felt like for her because I was feeling intense pressure on the bench and I wasn't the one skating. Burke's phone blows up instantly. Great idea. What a moment. That was amazing. Kendall high-fives the players on the bench as she skates by. During a break, she comes over and hugs Burke. She's so humbled that her first question was like, did I do okay? And I'm like, you got a standing ovation from players and fans. You put up a great time. You've been the highlight of the entire weekend so far. I'm like, yeah, I'd say you did okay, Kendall. Kendall goes viral in roughly the same time it takes to skate her lap. Maybe more than anyone, it's important for young girls to see that and to go, oh, I can do that too. It changed the narrative of the way people view women in hockey. I think it opened the eyes to people who have never seen girls or women play hockey before, want to see us play hockey, and it helped change the narrative that we're hockey players. We're not girls, we're not women, we, we play hockey. We're hockey players. And we, we fight that narrative our whole life. Um, yes, we play, we play women's hockey, we're on the women's national team, but we play the same game. And we, you know, we, we showcase the same skills, we shoot the puck, we skate, you know, we stick handle, we score highlight real goals. We just don't have that platform to showcase our talent day in and day out, you know, like our male counterparts do. One year later in St. Louis, the NHL holds a three-on-three women's tournament between Team Canada and Team USA. It is the highlight of All-Star Weekend. To shut down the middle of an NHL event to put on a, a spectacle for women's hockey is not something that would have been popular without what Kendall did. Kendall Coyne Schofield is 28 now, the captain of Team USA, the winner of five world championships and an Olympic gold medal. She continues to lead the push for a new professional women's hockey league, and she's eternally thankful for those 14 seconds. I'm a big believer everything happens for a reason, even in the, the darkest days and, and the brightest days. You know, for me, it was, you know, I've been, I've been skating like that my whole life. Um, and it just, it, it took the right people fighting for that moment and the right person to be there in that moment to seize that moment and you know have again having a clean skate in, the, in that moment going so well and I've said this before but I, I truly believe you know that moment didn't happen without the product that women hockey has put on the ice over the last 20 years since the 98 games up until now I just have to be at the right place at the right time <laughs> Kendall bought one souvenir that weekend in San Jose a Nathan McKinnon t-shirt to honor fate to me, Annis, the little girl on the Ottawa River, is five now. She watched the three-on-three women's tournament at the 2020 NHL All-Star Game. Got to see her fastest skating girl play. Here are the rules for the elite women's three-on-three game. First thing Demi said is, I'm cheering for Kendall Coy. And we said, well, you got to cheer for Canada. And she said, okay, well, I'll cheer for Canada, but I want Kendall to win. <laughs> so uh, it was cute, you know. She, yeah, she, that's awesome. She stuck with her. And now a 
saved by Damien on Cohen Schofield. When she first saw the video of Demi on Twitter, Kendall sent her an autographed hockey card and a handwritten note. Demi, I saw the awesome video of you skating. You were moving very fast and you didn't fall down. Always remember, if you fall down, it is okay. Just get right back up. Keep working hard, and I know you can beat my score one day. Follow your dream, Kendall. Demi started playing hockey last fall. Beauties is written by me, James Duffy, and produced by Christoph Mamona, with the support of TSN and Bell Media. The book Beauties is available wherever you get your books. I think you'll like it. Beauties! They call them beauties, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play that game their own way, cause they're beauties.